Once again, welcome back to Moving Forward with Young Voices here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Hey, we're happy to welcome Andrew Donaldson to the program. And Andrew, I think this is the first time I've had a chance to interview you. Please tell me my yeah, it's not that bad. Okay, good. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I, I've heard you plenty, but it's nice to actually get to talk to you. So uh, nice to meet you virtually. Good to meet you as well. So I know you are a Young Voices contributor, but uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, by the skin of my teeth, I'm barely hanging on to that young part, but we're doing what we can with it. Um, but middle-aged voices doesn't sound as good, so we just roll with it. No, I, I, I got into writing a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm a managing editor of a website called Ordinary Times, Ordinary-Times, and that opened up some other avenues for me. So I got to start doing some radio, got to start doing some media. Now I've got a podcast and some YouTube stuff we're working on, a show called Hurt Tell. And uh, just been a great blessing to be involved in the wider world and to get to not just commentate on stuff, but actually try to, you know, maybe make a little bit of a difference of meeting people and and adding to the discourse instead of just sitting on the sideline and spectating so it's a blessing let's let's talk about your article published in ordinarytimes.com the fairy tale of wolves in family values clothing that's an attention grabbing headline what's <laughs> what's the gist of the story here uh, it actually comes from an old uh, sort of a mountain parable, and there's versions of this throughout different cultures. But there's there's the old saying about, you know, just because wolves have packs and wolves feed their young, that doesn't mean they won't eat your young. Uh, so that's kind of the uh, the angle we took on that. Look, we live in a society, especially the media society, where everything is buzzwords and everything is clicks and everything is kind of tribalized a little bit. And what we wanted to try to do with the article is just address a little bit bigger fixtures. Like just because somebody says they're for something that you are, that's sometimes a lure, that's sometimes bait, that's sometimes a way to get in. And we don't take the minute to hear what they're also saying. And especially specific to the article we were talking about there, anytime you have somebody coming towards you and they say, hey, we have this problem in society, whether it's family values or something else. And then they say, the way we're going to solve that is give me governmental power or give me institutional power. We should probably look past the first part of that and the buzzwords and whatever they're using. Anytime somebody wants government power or institutional power to institute something, that's the first question you ask and then go to the second one. And a lot of folks seem to have that backwards right now. So that's what we were talking about. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think there's a lot of wisdom in what you're warning against here. Anytime someone is seeking power, that's kind of a red flag popping up right there. Now, specifically, you talk about uh, Rod Dreher, and I, I enjoy a lot of the things that Rod has written, but sure. uh, you make a point that he has been lavishing a lot of praise on, and I hope I, I'm saying uh, Orban's name right, President Viktor Orban of Hungary. Um, yeah. what, what is it that uh, Viktor Orban has done that has, has earned him favor, at least in, in the eyes of Rod Dreher? Yeah, I got the same problem. I'm a hillbilly from West Virginia, so pronunciation is not my strong suit. Don't feel bad about it, especially when they start putting those little squiggle lines over words. I lived in Germany right. two different times. I still haven't figured out what those things do. Uh, the, the thing with people like uh, Viktor Orban and those folks, uh, like a lot of people in power, you know, he uses things like family values. He's used some religious overtones, things like this, as part of his power structures that he is building in Hungary. And Hungarian politics are what they are. They're a little different than us. So the compare some folks want to make a direct comparison. That's not really fair because it's a different system in a lot of ways. And, but I think what you need to do when you have somebody like Dreyer, who's a writer, who's obviously very prominent, 
we need to be careful about what I started calling avataring people. And what happens is folks will find a commentator they like or a talking head they like, and, and they make them their avatar. And then instead of doing critical thinking, because we shouldn't agree with everybody on 100% of anything, we make these people avatars, and then you just start chasing wherever they go and critically thinking. And that can lead you to some really dark spots. And that includes in the very complicated politics of Eastern Europe. Uh, we got enough problems in America to deal with first, not that I don't enjoy foreign policy quite a bit, but if you start avataring something like that, where maybe he's into a certain situation over there for specific reasons that are specific to him and applying them, we need to step back and go, okay, this is something I need to critically think through, not just take it face value. Now, I have to admit, I have watched with a, a slight bit of amazement uh, both Vladimir Putin as well as uh, President Orban um, in Hungary stand up to uh, to the culture warriors within their societies and 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 I'm not advocating for the same thing here but but it's pretty clear there's a there's a civilizational struggle going on in in most cultures around the world right now and you know like I'm and I'll just throw this out there drag queen story hour for instance yeah. that's not something that I agree with but I'm not sure that I want a government solution necessarily to to address that Sure. I can. I think we can find ways in America to deal with a thing like Drag Queen Story Hour. With, so let's be honest, that's a parent-driven thing where the parents of those children were going to do it regardless of what we thought anyway. I think there's a happy medium somewhere in there between that and let's put Vladimir Putin in charge, who's a murderous thug dictator, who's brutalized his own people, who start. There's no such thing as former KGB. You're KGB or you're not. There's a lot of bad stuff with that individual, and we're going to be dealing with him for a long time. So again, this is one of those things where, look, we live in a pluralistic, freedom-loving society, what we ought to be shooting for is the most freedom to the most amount of people possible. And even though it sounds good when you have those strong alpha males, we call them, or whatever, or those family value guys that want to stop that, when they start tipping that back to less people with less freedom, that's the line where we need to start stopping and going, okay, we have some principles involved here we also need to apply here, and not just a message that we think, oh, he's standing up to the left, or, oh, he's beating back wokeness, or, oh, they're for family values. If that's the direction they're going, we're still going to have some problems. No, I think this is a really good warning, and, and frankly, because I've been guilty of this myself. You know, someone's, someone's saying something that I agree with, well, you know, let me start marching alongside them. Um, so what do you yeah. recommend people do in terms of uh, vetting, you know, the, the people that, that are maybe saying things they agree with, but how, how do you strike that balance between, okay, I may agree with them on this, but I can't go where they seem to be leading? I think the currency of our realm and our age right now has got to be discernment. We have to be so careful with the intake. And this is why it's important to watch what we intake media-wise and news-wise, because if all you're getting is affirmation for those things, that's all you're going to see anywhere you look. So it's always important to make sure you keep a broad spectrum, keep a wide perspective, and make sure your discernment – look, discernment is not something that happens in a vacuum. It happens in a, in a progression of making sure you're feeding yourself good information from a variety of places. Make sure you have people in your life. You know, when I write a piece or sometimes even if I'm sending a tweet, I'll run it by somebody else like, hey, this is a little bit of a hot button thing. Can you just double check me on this? It never hurts to t you, you don't lose social media points for taking five minutes and Googling something before you fire it off just to make sure you're right or having somebody back check you. I think this is a team sport in a little bit of ways. We should help each other out a little bit. Make sure we're taking in good information and start being more discerning and kind of, you know, the old junk in, junk out thing. Your mom or your people told you about junk food and eating. Same thing with our media content. If you 
you take too much stuff in, or even if it's something that's good, but that's the only thing you're taking in and nothing else, you're going to kind of dull your senses down, and then you're not going to have that perception we need that's so important in the world we live in. And I think it's important that uh, we be willing to, to put our, if, if we're going to put a point of view out there, to be willing to be challenged. Because oh, yeah. I mean, if everybody's just patting you on the back, yeah, 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 that's it. We start to believe our own press releases. Well, maybe I am infallible. Maybe I, I can't yeah. be wrong here. But the people who keep us honest are the ones who will honestly disagree with us and engage with us. Yeah, it's the, it's uh, there was a line when uh, George H.W. Bush uh, spoke at Reagan's funeral, and he brought this up, and I've, I've always kind of kept it in the back of my mind a little bit. And he always said he, he, he had opponents. And he had adversaries. He didn't have enemies. We need to be careful. Don't make enemies by accident just over a Twitter post or a policy thing. We don't want to make enemies over those sorts of things. Now, there's some there's some principles that we're going to have some people we're going to have to fight over. But a lot of this stuff is more that they need to be adversaries and we need to treat them respectfully and we need to flush it out that way. Well, and, and, and you point out in your article, too, just because people are speaking of a particular issue and they're speaking a language that we agree with. You've got to know where their foundations are and and where they seem to be headed, because uh, people will tell us what we want to hear to get us to, to come along with them. Yep. And that all starts with us making sure we're firm on where we stand before we go out and try to change anybody else. That takes a lot of reflection, and a lot of discipline, but it's it's crucial and we can do it. We have the technology to do it. We have the entire breadth of human history in the palm of our hands. We can do more than just send cat pics with it. Let's make sure we're educating ourselves and fighting <laughs> for those things that are important. We've got about a minute here. Let's let's sure. let's delve just a little bit deeper into that for a person to sure. be certain of who they are and what they stand for. What do you find helpful in, in helping them clarify those things? things. I, I, I'm a big, uh, my dad was a history teacher. So I always started with that history. So you learn where you've been, so you can know where you're going. But more than that, you know, you, you need to expand out to things. We, we, we've narrowed the term culture to just politics, take in some art, take in some film, take in some nature, take in, you know, those things that are the good things in life, you know, go dance a little bit, even if you got no rhythm, like ours, those sorts of things that are good for your mind, healthy for your mind. And it frees your mind up to accept those more hardcore things. When we go into something like a policy or political debate you still find some joy in the living life because life's good man beats the alternative oh absolutely and and beware <laughs> of uh, be aware of our own um you know triggers for instance sure. somebody starts talking family values i usually perk up okay i'm into family yeah. values but if they're doing it for the purpose of getting me to lower my guard maybe i should uh, take a closer look um, Wolves, man, you got to keep an eye on them. That's right. They're, they're, they're wearing family values clothing. Andrew, tell us where people can find and access your work. Uh, I've got a good partnership going with Young Voices, obviously, but you can find me. I'm the managing editor of Ordinary-Times.com. A lot of good writers there. I'm at 4 for the Fire on Twitter. That's spelled out for numerical for the fire. And I have a podcast, Heard Tell. It's on every platform, including YouTube. Okay, very good. Great to meet you. I hope we get to talk yeah. again soon. I hope we do. 